infinitesimally. <laughs> Wait, did I say that right? <laughs> I don't even, I don't know if I can still say it. But then I have to think about the women that I would want to read it. Cicely Tyson or Angela Bassett. During this narration, I was really proud to be able to try to describe what it is like to fly high-performance jets. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet author and podcast host Dori Shafrir, educational leader Tracy Swinton Bailey, and former Marine fighter pilot and political candidate Amy McGrath. Tune in to hear Dori Shafrir discuss the joys and occasional weirdness of being a late bloomer. Tracy Swinton Bailey reflect upon equity and inclusion in education, and Amy McGrath share thoughts about the complexities of military service and politics. Enjoy. Hi, this is Dori Shafrir, author of Thanks for Waiting, The Joy and Weirdness of Being a Late Bloomer. I wrote my book because I had always felt kind of out of sync with what the people around me were doing. And I realized that there were probably other people who felt the same way. And I just really wanted to talk about my experience especially around dating and infertility and having a baby at 41. And so that was really what inspired me to start working on this book. And then it became an actual book. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be illuminating. (laughs) And I think because when you're reading your own work, you kind of look at it in a different light than I think when you're just putting the words on the page. But there's something about reading it out loud that made me feel it more deeply. And I was really reliving all of the experiences that I write about in my book. So in that regard, it was very illuminating. I realized I had trouble pronouncing a few words that I didn't realize I had trouble pronouncing, like infinitesimally. (laughs) Wait, did I say that right? (laughs) I don't even, I don't know if I can still say it. Hyperemesis gravidarum. Again, not sure if that's right. Chimera? Chimera? I don't know. I think I said these right in the book, but as you can see, I'm still not totally confident in how I pronounce those words. I'm proud that I was able to read pretty accurately. I know that doesn't sound like such a big deal, but when you're reading hundreds of pages of stuff, It's pretty tough to read with, like, even a medium degree of accuracy. And so I was pretty proud of myself that I was able to do that. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. I recently came across an email inviting people to my 30th birthday party. I wasn't taken aback by the location— a karaoke studio in Manhattan's Koreatown, 
or the guest list, practically everyone I'd ever met, but I was shocked by the start time, 10 p.m. I tweeted about it, writing, truly, was I ever so young? The responses surprised me. My friend Caroline wrote, my 30th birthday started at 5 p.m., and it was on a Monday, and my invitation clearly stated, I am leaving the bar and going home at 7 p.m. Hi, this is Tracy Swinton Bailey, author of Forever Free, a true story of hope in the fight for child literacy. I think I've wanted to write this book for a really long time. I think that the work that Freedom Readers is accomplishing is so very important. And what I wanted to do was make sure that there was some type of document, some type of chronicle of what we did in the early days so that we would always be able to look back on it and just reflect on how far we've come. I wrote a novel, actually, when I was spending time with my husband at Harvard, and I had it in the back of my mind that I could write a sequel to the novel. But then I had a conversation with a publisher, and she said, well, why don't you tell the world about the work you're doing at Freedom Readers? And so that's how this book kind of got started. That's how the seed was planted. And I'm very happy that she made that recommendation. The one word I would use to describe the experience of recording this audiobook is community, because I really had the benefit of working with wonderful people during my first experience of recording an audiobook. There's Daryl over there in the studio who was reminding me to make sure that I pronounced words correctly. And of course, there's my fantastic director, Andrea Kaufman. So it was a gift to work with them on this. So I feel as if the community that we created produced the final product. I'm really excited for the listeners to hear my passion about this work, and I'm excited for them to hear about the stories leading up to the creation of this nonprofit, and I'm hopeful that every reader will be inspired and that they will be reminded that no matter how many obstacles you face, how many adversities you might run into, that there is always hope, and that if you keep going and if you stay positive, then you are able to unwrap the gifts that you were given by God in the universe. I think at this point, I could probably make a list of words that I discovered that I had trouble pronouncing. I never knew that I was saying egg specially instead of especially. I don't even know if I can pronounce it correctly now, but I am grateful for my community for holding me accountable to what I actually wrote on the page. It's such a revelation to realize that, you know, what's coming out of your mouth is not exactly what you thought was coming out of your mouth all along. So I had a lot of light illuminating my articulation and communication today. So that was fun. If I couldn't record my own book, 
I really would want someone fantastic to do it. So when I think about that question, the first person that pops into my mind is Morgan Freeman because he has a really great resonant voice. And I also think about James Earl Jones because he could read the phone book and you would be enthralled. But then I have to think about the women that I would want to read it. And I think I'm leaning toward Cicely Tyson or Angela Bassett, because they just have such a power for being able to communicate words. And I can't leave Maya Angelou and Oprah Winfrey off the list. So I guess it's longer than I even thought originally, but I hope I did an okay job. I think the last good audio book that I listened to was Tracy Kidder's Mountains Beyond Mountains. And I loved listening to that book as I was traveling to some classes because it helped me reflect on where I was in my life at the time. And I think that the reading was so well executed. The whole thing was wonderful. So, yeah, that's the last audio book that I listened to that I really enjoyed. I love listening to audio books in the car because sometimes it makes the ride feel shorter for me, especially when I'm driving alone. It helps me feel as if I have someone accompanying me, and it just really is a lot of fun. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Those who loved me wanted me to understand that a voice could be the most dangerous thing for a little Black girl in the 70s to have in a world where little Black girls were problems. Make no mistake. We didn't just cause problems, we were problems. Our hair was a problem because it would not play by the rules on its own. It had to be ironed out with a straightening comb, heated to degrees hotter than the sun, and pulled through quickly on a Saturday afternoon so it could be presentable for Sunday school. Hi, this is Amy McGrath author of Honor Bound, An American Story of Dreams and Service. My book started out as just putting together a bunch of memoirs of my time in service. I did it because I wanted to have something written down for my kids. And then, in between my campaigns, I had some time to think, and I really tried to take a step back and realize, why is it that I did this? Why is it that after 24 years in military service did I feel the need to jump into politics? So it was really a a look inside myself as to the values that shaped me and the reasoning of why I took that leap into politics. And then as I wrote my book, at the end, I realized I really want this story just to be inspiring, inspiring for maybe young girls or boys to follow their dreams, but also inspiring for Americans to care about their country and to be involved in politics. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would really be uplifting. It was hard at times to record this audiobook. I found out that what was easy for me was the military terminology was talking about flying and talking about politics even and talking about my military days. And what was very difficult was the personal narrative. 
the relationship narrative, the talking about my family. And at the end of each day of recording, I really did feel uplifted, like, wow, that was fun. I realized throughout this whole recording process that I really have trouble pronouncing anything French. I'm just not good at French. And if a word has some kind of French origin, it's uh, not the best for me. During this narration, I was really proud to be able to try to describe what it is like to fly high-performance jets. It's not something that many people are able to do in their life. So for me, that was really fun, trying to show people what that experience is like. It was also fun for me to try to read out and show people through my words the complexities of military service. In other words, that those of us who served we don't just follow orders. We have feelings. We have all kinds of thoughts dealing with our service. And that was kind of something for me, reading it out loud was a lot of fun. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would actually try to cast Judy Woodruff. I look at her. She's the person who runs the NewsHour on PBS. And I look at her as sort of the modern-day Walter Cronkite. She's sort of my hero. And I would have loved for her to have read this audiobook. The last audiobook I listened to that I loved was Exercise of Power by Robert Gates. If you listen to this audiobook, you'll know I'm a bit of a nerd. And so all of the books that I tend to listen to are memoirs or nonfiction books. And so... That was the one that I have just finished, and it was awesome. My favorite place to listen to an audiobook is while I'm walking my dog. He is eight months old, yellow Labrador retriever, and I walk him every morning before the kids wake up. And it's like one of my favorite parts of the day, and I turn on an audiobook, and we go to the park, and we just do an hour of walking slash jogging. So that's my favorite time. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Even as a young girl, I knew that my mother's beeper signaled something incredibly important. She wore the beeper when it was her turn to be one of the pediatricians on call for the Cincinnati Children's Hospital. My sister, brother, and I might be watching The Muppet Show, while my mom made her wonderful spaghetti sauce, the enticing smell filling the house. She liked to sing as she cooked, adding a cheery background to dinner time. Suddenly, the shrill alarm of the beeper would shatter the pleasant calm. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash Next, listen.